0: It is 7.05 on your uh, beautiful, warm, sunny, hot Monday evening. And we are here, open for business, ready for your calls, 416 870 6,400, star 640 on your cell. You have questions about severance, your job, employment, unemployment, being employed. Just got walked out the door. You think it's coming down the pike? Give us a call. Talk to Leora. here till 8 o'clock to answer all of your questions. It is help at employmenthour.com. And we'll get to the severancepaycalculator.com, a fantastic tool. First, though, the week that was, what has been going on?
1: Hey, John. Thank you very much. And that's the thing about employment
0: law and workplace issues. They don't stop.
1: They don't end. Even in good times, you're going to have issues. You're going to have questions things you're not sure about. Uh, You want to know what your rights are. Well, you know, we're we're here. We're here now till eight o'clock. Give us a call. Always. You can call me in the office. Of course, if you are bashful, you don't want to get on air. That's not a problem, but let's talk. Let's educate each other here and, and all our listeners about employment law and workplace rights. These are important things. We all have jobs. We spend more time at work than we do doing anything else these issues are going to come up. They're going to impact our lives. So we're here to solve them, inform, educate, and hopefully empower a bit as well. Big time. So to start off, Johnny, with a couple of situations that I saw just over the past few days uh, into uh, the end of last week. Uh, first situation, John, involved a gentleman that uh, had worked uh, for about 20 years in a bookkeeping position uh, for a, for a small company. And after 20 years, the company decided that uh, they don't. They they had a couple of bookkeepers. They're not going to keep this gentleman. So they decided to let him go. And he called me and he wanted to know what he was owed. And I assessed him as being owed. He was an older gentleman, as as, uh, you know, 16 to 18 months pay. I asked him, well, what did they pay you? What did they offer? And said, well, nothing. Said, well, why? How come? Like, what did you do to to deserve nothing? Said, well, I'm an independent contractor. Ah. So uh, as in they said that because I'm an independent contractor, I don't get anything. Uh, so let me give you some more information about this person. So he had worked for the company, as I said, about 20 years, regular hours, Monday to Friday, nine to five, maybe it was 10 to four, but but something like that for the 20 years straight, no exceptions, no breaks in the company's offices, et cetera, every single day, every <laughs> single week, every single year. Yeah. But he was taxed and treated on paper as an independent contractor. The company didn't withhold taxes for him. He paid his own taxes. Uh, He wasn't enrolled in their benefits plan, et cetera. So they said, you're an independent contractor. We're going to give you a nice pat on the back. Thank you very much for the work that you've done. And off you go. No. Well, John, no. Yeah, no is right. Exactly. That's not even close. He is not an independent contractor. He's an employee. He was. He couldn't be more of an employee if he tried. Mm-hmm. 20 years working full-time job, full-time hours. What do you think that means? Of course he's an employee. And And for the company to think otherwise, it's ridiculous. But this is a problem, John, that I see every day. Companies mischaracterizing, misclassifying individuals. Just because you're being called an independent contractor doesn't make you an independent contractor. If it was that simple, well, everyone would sure, be- Sure, nobody ever pays severance yeah. again. <laughs> ever. Why would anyone ever hire an employee if you just call them an independent contractor? So this applied to this gentleman, and it applies to many of our listeners. And, and here's a good rule, John. If you're, quote unquote, an independent contractor, but you're not sure if that's right, mm-hmm. you're not an independent contractor. Right. People that are yeah. independent contractors know it. There's no doubt. So the plumber that you call to your house because the sink is leaking- He's an independent contractor. He knows that. He doesn't have to think whether- he's going
0: somewhere else with a different yeah. client afterwards.
1: So if he went to your house now. He's not yeah. thinking he's your employee. He knows he's not. He did the job. He's moving on to five other jobs. That's an independent contractor. Someone that works regularly for one company or one person is very likely to be considered an employee. And that comes with a, an entire host of entitlements. Mm-hmm. So that's what I told this person. I'm going to work with him to get his 18 months of severance. And I assure you, there's dozens and dozens of people listening to us right now that are in that same situation where they they believe they're independent contractors, but in the eyes of the law, they are employees, John.
0: And give us a call, like if that's you, you just woke you up, 416 870 star 640 on cell. It's a very important call you could make. It could be up to two years of pay. How about that? Uh, we'll take a short break. The uh, phone number, by the way, I just gave it out, 416 870 star 640 on cell. And Leor L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll try to get some emails Later on tonight as well, the Employment Hour, Monday night edition is underway. Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.13, Monday night, we are back. Wednesday nights as well, the Employment Hour here, and the weekend shows, of course, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star 640 On Sal Raymond, opening call tonight. the night. How are you, Raymond? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your concern, pal? Uh, the
2: company that I work for, they are about to be bought out by another company. I have been there for seven years. And I was just wanted to know what, uh, one of the conditions I have heard is that they must pay the severance for all of the existing people.
1: Now, Raymond, are you going to continue working with the new company?
2: Yes, I believe that they will keep us.
1: Okay, so strictly speaking, Raymond, if you're going to continue working, the company that's selling the business does not have to pay severance. The reason they don't have to pay severance is because the new company, the company that's taking over, they inherit your seniority, which means that if at some point they let you go, they have to pay you severance based on your total length of employment, including the time you had with the first company. So, no, if they pay you severance, it's actually not something that they're required to do. If you, if you I... lost your job, if you, you, if you weren't going to work with the buyer, then, yes, they would have to pay you full severance. But if you're going to work with the buyer, they don't have to pay severance.
2: But I believe the buyer has a condition that uh, the seller must pay the severance for all the existing employees so they don't take on that liability.
1: Right. First of all, they take on the liability anyway. So that's a silly condition for them to have because even if you get severance, the buyer still takes on the liability. Okay, that's number one. And number two... uh, Any agreement between the buyer and the seller is between the two of them. That's nothing to do with what the law says. It's simply between the two of them. They can agree to whatever they want. But I see that very often. Just because the seller pays you severance doesn't mean that the buyer doesn't inherit liability they inherit it automatically they can't avoid it you mean inherit liability like the 20-year service that's right they inherit wow. the past service and Oops. they think well if someone else pays them severance i'm covered then i'm covered you're not covered so that's a, a always a silly move on behalf of a new employer the best way to do is have a, have an employee sign an employment agreement that potentially limits future severance
0: right that cool you got that uh, raymond
2: Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, sir. Have a good evening. And uh, I got uh, Terry in line. Hey, Terry. Hi. How are you, Terry? What's going on?
3: Uh, I, ha- I'm good. Um, have a quick question with regards to uh, and if an employee resigns, yep. and gives uh, notice, whether it be two weeks, uh, four weeks, or three months, does is the employer obligated to pay that period? even if they say they don't they doesn't have to stay to work through it mm.
1: yeah it's a good question so the common situation is i'm going to quit and i'm going to give two weeks notice and the company says well we want you gone today well in that situation the company still has to pay me for the two weeks that i was going to work now one may say, well, let let me just give them five years' notice, and if they let me go, they have to pay me for five years. No, obviously it doesn't work that way. They would have to pay you the lesser of your termination entitlements or the time that you were going to go uh, work anyway. So your termination entitlements or the notice that you gave. So generally speaking, if you give notice of uh, resignation and they send you home, they still have to pay you the
0: balance that you mm-hmm. were going to work. Does that answer the question, Terry?
3: Oh, it definitely does. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. You are very welcome. We'll get to uh, Jerry here before the break. Hello. Uh,
3: As an employer, I have an employee who hurt himself on the weekend. Yep. The point where he's in a cast. Um, You know, he showed up to work and uh, he said, no, you know, get to the doctor. Sorry, he hadn't been to the doctor. He went to the doctor. He's in a cast now. Uh, He wants to come back to work tomorrow. He could do minor duties for us, but he's a laborer. So he really, he really can't perform his job. I, I don't mind taking him back to do some stuff. But, example, if he hurts himself worse, am I responsible for him or am I better to leave him home and wait for a doctor's note to say he's clear to work?
1: So excellent, excellent uh, question. So first of all, for you to provide that accommodation, it has to be put to you by a doctor. So it's not enough for him to come hey, and say, listen, uh, I'm in a cast, I can only do these jobs. A doctor would have to send you some sort of a letter saying, Here's, here are the person's limitations. He can only do X, okay? Now, if at that point you can accommodate, you should accommodate. Now, if you're not sure whether the job that you do have available for the person is something that the person can do, then send a letter back to the doctor and say, the only job I have is this job, and this job requires him to stand for 30 minutes at a time and lift 15 pounds. Can he do it? And if the, if the doctor says yes, you're covered, you're fine. If the doctor says no, well, then the answer is obvious. But it has to be with the doctor's permission and it has to be with the doctor's direction. Mm-hmm. But you do have a very strict duty to provide that accommodation. It's not up to you to say, well, I don't want to. I'm only going to give you your old jab or nothing. If it's possible to accommodate, you have to accommodate as long as the doctor backs it up.
3: Okay, even though he injured himself... Totally on
4: his
1: own. Absolutely. He could have been climbing a mountain or even being completely responsible and doing something crazy. Yes, you still have to accommodate as long as it's a legitimate uh, disability or injury. And again, as long as it's
0: backed up by a doctor, 100%. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks man. Hey, uh, Tillo, we'll get you before the break. How are you?
4: Good. Uh, how are you?
0: Good. Excellent. What's uh, what's uh, what's your concern, pal?
4: Yeah, my uh, my question is, uh, what is the uh, statute limitation? Uh, if I worked somewhere uh, for two years, yes. no other place, um, How? what's how the of limitation for that obligation of the employer uh, to pay the proper uh, source deductions, et cetera, that this employer never did?
1: So uh, are you asking in terms of the source deductions that, that they didn't withhold and pay into the government? Well, that's something for CRA to deal with, and CRA has several years, I think maybe seven or nine, that they can pursue an employer for, for whatever the employer owes them. But if it's a situation where you are misclassified as an independent contractor and they let you go, you have two years from that point on to pursue your termination entitlements. So source deductions, that's really between the government and the employer termination pay, severance pay, those are issues between you and the company, and if you didn't get that, you have two years from when you were let go to make sure you, you pursue that. If it's two years in a day, it's too late.
4: Right. So I, I've actually been an employer for over 30 years uh, in business, uh, I, and I knew that this particular individual where I consulted exclusively for two years, uh, they were obligated to pay uh, source deductions, uh, unemployment insurance, and things like that. Right. Uh, but they refused uh, to accept that obligation. And at the time, I just didn't have the time to pursue it. But I think um, the public and employers should know that it is your duty and obligation uh, to pay for deductions and so forth um, if a person comes to your place of work every single day, clocks in, clocks out. Right. And if you don't do that, you open yourself up to a very serious problem uh, that fortunately for this employer it didn't happen because I didn't have the time to pursue it.
1: Yeah, and your point is, is well made, and it's exactly what we're talking about. Yes, if you're misclassifying someone, if you're in a company and you're misclassifying someone, you're doing so at
0: your own risk, you're incurring liability, it's just a bad idea. The number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more to go. He'll bring your calls on here till 8 o'clock to answer all of your questions on the Employment Hour Seven twenty five employment hour, severance pay calculator dot com. Find out where your severance should be. Check it out and uh, have a listen or have a look while we're uh while you're listening to us, check it out and see where your severance should be. Four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. David, good evening.
4: Hi, good evening, guys. Um I'm a little confused by one of the previous callers this evening. Okay. He me- he mentioned that uh his company was being sold to another company. Right. And it sounded like the,
2: the previous company was going to give him severance, but he was going to continue to work for the new
4: company. I don't know why anybody would do that, but let's suppose that is the case. Um, he gets severance from the old company. If he worked a week at the new company and then quit would they be bound to pay him full severance
0: from the beginning day of the old company too? I I don't know how that would work. Or
1: quit. Okay, first of all, David, uh, just to be clear, if someone quits... Oh,
4: I'm sorry. I I, I didn't mean quit. He was let go. I'm sorry.
1: So so I, I understand exactly the question. So first of all, if a company buys another company and in the process takes over the employees... They inherit the the service. Mm-hmm. They inherit it. It's automatic. Uh, in some ways, they can. In some situations, they can have the employee sign an employment agreement. They may change that, but otherwise, they inherit the service. So the reality is, if they work a day for the new company and then the new company decides to let them go, because they've inherited the service, they have to pay severance on the basis of the entire seniority, including the years they had with the previous company. That's just the way it works. But to your point, yes, because this inheriting of service is automatic, there will be no reason for the company selling the business to pay severance. There really would be no reason. And I see that often because the company buying the business thinks, oh, wait a second, if we just get the seller to pay severance, we are free and clear. Then we don't inherit service. It doesn't work that way. Even if the company that's selling pays uh severance, the buyer still inherits the service, so there's really no point in that, and that's what I was trying to tell the, that other caller uh and and so your points are right they, there's there was no need to pay severance in that situation, but the new company inherits the service automatically David Thanks guys thank thanks you thanks man.
0: That's like they're going to give it to you take it take it I'll take <laughs> it or take you don't time. want to give it to me I'll take it <laughs> No yeah. kidding right and keep working. It's beautiful. Got uh, another David online. good evening, David. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's going on with you?
3: Oh, not too much. Everything's good with me. Um, question about my wife. She uh, She's an independent contractor. She works at a clinic. Um, they have multiple locations, so she works at one, you know, a few days a week and, a, and another at, at other days. My question is, um, they closed the first clinic without kind of telling her. Um, it kind of didn't treat her well. And then at the new clinic, they brought in another person who could potentially take over her hours because she's an independent contractor does she have recourse or she seems to feel like she doesn't have any right?
1: now David these two clinics are owned by the same people yes they are and other than those two clinics does she work anywhere else
3: uh, she works at another clinic for another company
1: uh, And and Give me kind of the breakdown. So there's two clinics on one hand, and another clinic for another company no. on the other other end. How yeah. many hours does she work for the two clinics versus the third one?
3: Uh, probably half.
1: So about half for the two clinics, and the other, yeah. and, and it's fixed hours.
3: Uh, no. It well, it varies, but the days are fixed. She works certain days, but the other clinic is not related to the.
1: I understand. Clinic. Okay. Now, now, for the two clinics that we're talking about, what kind of what does she do? What kind of job does your He's, wife do? Um,
3: Medical chiropractor.
1: Okay, so she is very likely to be considered an employee, but in the eyes of the law. So you say she's an independent contractor, and and I know that she she believes that she is, and she's probably been treated as an independent contractor. But Mm -hmm. she may well be an employee, and if she is, in in the eyes of the law. And if she is, what they've done by closing the clinic and reducing her hours. That's what we call a constructive dismissal, which means mm-hmm. she may have the option to treat her position and her employment because it is employment as being terminated and get full severance now okay. she 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 would have the ability to do that even if she's an independent contractor, except she, her entitlements would be very minimal uh, mm-hmm. in that situation very very minimal at least she's a dependent mm-hmm. contractor yeah. she's more likely an employee so there's a. When did the second clinic, or the, I guess the first clinic, when did it shut down? How long ago? Uh,
3: about a year.
1: So unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. That kind of ship has sailed. Only because uh, you can't say it's been a constructive dismissal. A year ago, she's deemed to have accepted this change in hours. Are they looking to change her hours again right now? It
3: it just feels like they're they're kind of giving her a no. You know, they brought in another person who could potentially cut her present hours in half without without. Uh, letting her know it all. It was a surprise just as yeah. the, the initial clinic closing was a
1: surprise. So David, if her hours start getting impacted and her compensation uh, compensation starts getting impacted, have her give me a call. But as soon as that happens, rather than mm-hmm. you know a few months later, That's at that what, point we can yeah. talk about whether we want to treat it as a constructive dismissal. We can talk about how much she stands to gain financially if she does that. Because the problem is she takes a reduction in hours now, well, nothing's stopping them from doing it again and again and again. Once she accepts right. it one time, she opens yeah. the door and she allows them to do it again. And at some point, she may have no hours left. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea. So yeah. if if the hours actually get reduced right now, she's concerned about it. If the hours mm-hmm. actually get reduced, compensation gets affected... Have her give me a call. Let me talk to her about a constructive dismissal.
0: Appreciate the call, David. That number, one 855 821 Again, 1-855-821-5900. And you want to call through lots of time, 730, as we roll on here, the Employment Hour, the Monday Night Edition, 416 870 star 640 on your cell. 735, Employment Hour, lots of phone calls coming through. We will uh, we'll get to you for sure, and we'll get right into it uh, right away. Matthew. Good evening. Doing, Thanks for hanging in, pal. What's going on?
2: No problem. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it.
0: No problem.
2: I'll be uh, really quick. Um, I have a job that I've had for years. I work nights, um, so I'm not too concerned about that. About five years ago, I got a job working retail just to make a little bit of extra money. I've been doing it for five years. Make about 13 bucks an hour, and I found out that they might be doing layoffs. And because uh, the store is moving, I said th- there's a whole bunch of rumors going on. Anyway, I was just wondering because I have two jobs, if so I was still entitled to any type of severance.
1: Absolutely. I lose my day one? No, no. Good question, Matthew. And, and you were entitled to severance uh, irrespective of the, your, your two jobs, the same amount of severance whether you have one, two, or three jobs. So five years. Let's break this down. Five years. What kind of job?
2: It's uh, like a big box store job. It's not the major. It's just for extra cash. All but, right. And,
1: and how old are you, Matthew? Uh, Thirty-eight. So somewhere in your situation, about four or five months' pay is what you'd be looking at here. Uh, And uh, so that's the severance that that you'd be looking at. Certainly no less than four months under any situation. If you get laid off, you know what you're looking at. If they don't give you that, you give me a call, but you absolutely get severance, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Thanks, man. appreciate that. Uh, Jennifer, good evening. Good evening.
4: Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's going on? uh, as from an employer point of view, I hired someone, gave her uh, three-month probation. Yep. We're not at the three-month point, but I'm not sure I can make a decision. What's the law uh, pertaining to extending mm. someone's probation?
1: So, very good question, Jennifer. Now, to to make that useful, the whole point of extending probation is to allow yourself a period of time that if you want to let her go, it's not going to you know, break the bank. You're not going to have to pay too much. The only way you could do that is with a proper employment agreement. So if, if, you're employ- if you have an, a written employment agreement that stipulates that after uh, three months, you only have to pay a week's pay or something like that, then you can do that. At a minimum, after three months, if, it, if she works th- between three months and a year, you would have to pay a week's pay if you decide to let her go. It doesn't matter what the reason is, even if she's on probation. But it potentially could be much more than that, unless you have her sign an employment agreement that limits her entitlements or or if she's done it already so you cannot extend her probation and avoid paying her severance otherwise an employer can always extend it for six months 12 months 15 months so you, this is of only, so really there's no point in extending probation unless you have an employment agreement that limits severance. If you don't have one, then, you know, whether or not you extend it or not, You whether you, li- you like it or not, you're going to let her go at some point. You would have to pay her full entitlements. So it's really up to you. The best advice I can give you, whether it's this employee or any employee you ever hire, is have that employee sign an employment agreement that addresses their termination entitlements. If you do that, you're
0: covered. Okay.
2: Thank right. you
0: so much. Appreciate it, Jennifer. Jerry, how are you?
2: How are you?
0: Good. What's going on with you?
2: Uh, it's not me. It's a, it's a friend of mine okay. who uh, had worked for, since I think 92 or 93, as a contractor with a company who provides services to a couple of the major venues in Toronto. Uh, the company that he worked for had covered all the venues in Toronto, the right. sports venues. Okay. Um. I guess the company that he worked for sold to another agency that's much larger, uh, probably about four years ago, and uh, he continued to work primarily for that contractor. Uh, Once the uh, non-competition was up between the prior owner and the new owner, uh, the new owner went in and rebid on some of the contracts and won them. Um, That person then wanted to go back and work, provide his services to both companies, and the new company doesn't like it and fired him last summer. Um, I'm trying to tell him that if he was sole sourced as a contractor to that, and that was the only company that he provided his contract services to, they owe him for 26 years of service.
1: You're a smart, a smart man, Jerry. That's exactly what what it is. If she, he worked for them, you know, regularly and full time and exclusively, man, yeah, of course. Then he's it, and then it wasn't
2: full time, but it it's he had his employment outside of this, but as far as contract work, yes, he was providing his services strictly to this company, mm-hmm. and that company would give him a T4A at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. No deductions, what have yeah. you.
1: Listen, all you have to tell me is 26 years. After 26 years, guess what? You're, you're <laughs> going to be an employee. Yeah. So the very, the very likely scenario here is that when the new company took over, they took over an employee with whatever it was, 22 years of seniority. And four right. years later, he has 26 years of seniority. And when they let him go, they owe him severance, which could be as much as two years' pay. So, yes. How long ago did this happen, Jerry? Last summer. So yep. he's he's not out of time. He's well within his time. There's a two-year limitation period, so it's been a year. Have him give me a call. I would not sit on this. Let let me have a chat with him, get some more information, just in terms of timing and compensation level and responsibilities. I want to find out some more information but he could be owed as much as two years' pay. 26 years, you're going to be an employee. It's just no yeah. way uh, around that. Right.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate Jerry, and we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. More your phone calls, 416 870 star 640 on sale. 745, a plethora, that's right, a plethora of phone calls coming through. We will uh, machete our way through them all <laughs> as we, uh, we go on here. Paul, how are you, pal? Thanks for hanging on. Uh,
5: thank you, yeah, um... My question is, uh, I uh, was let go with a large corporation uh, uh, after nine years, and they had put down the reason for dismissal was a breach of code of conduct, which I initial every year, and uh, that had to do with expenses that I'm contradicting what they're saying compared to what they're telling me that Mm -hmm. I've done.
1: So essentially they said that you you try to get compensated for some expenses that weren't proper?
5: Uh, Correct, but some of the expenses... I've been getting. I've been submitting those expenses regularly for the last five years.
1: And as far as you're concerned, they were perfectly legit? Correct. Now, am I then correct to understand that they did not pay you any severance?
5: They paid me uh, just vacation
1: pay. Just vacation pay. Okay, so here's what it comes down to, Paul. Ultimately, it comes down to whether they can establish and prove that whatever you did with the expenses was so bad, and by the way, done on purpose, mm-hmm. that it, it warrants them letting you go for cause. Now, the fact that you may have made a mistake, I don't know that you have, but let's say you did, that's not enough. In other words, if you were under the belief that these expenses were proper, and let's say that was a mistaken belief, well, that's not cause. The only way they could prove cause in a situation like this is if you deliberately said, well, hmm, let me see if I can fool them and get paid for these expenses that are not proper, which is you know, almost like stealing in a way. Mm-hmm. If they can prove that, fine. If not, this is a, you've been wrongfully dismissed. So you've been there for nine years. Uh, what kind of a job? What were you doing?
5: Uh, running a retail store.
1: Retail store. Okay. And, and how old are you, Paul?
5: 57. And it's, it's funny how I signed a contract. Uh, they wanted me to sign a contract in November. Yeah. And I wouldn't sign it because they said they weren't going to honor my previous year expenses. I took it to a lawyer, or, or previous year's experience. Yes. And I took it to a lawyer, and I had them change the wording. Uh, to honor uh, my previous years, well, so good. It was suspicious in November. They did that, and then. Uh, later mm-hmm. on in uh, later in uh, this year that
1: that, that happened. So you, you probably are looking at a right around 12 months pay, you know, a year's pay is what I would assess you at here. Uh, and as, uh, that's assuming, of course, that you weren't trying to, you know, essentially steal from them, which from the sounds of it, what you've told me, uh, that certainly doesn't sound like that. Mm-hmm. This should not be difficult. Uh, I, I really do want to talk to you, Alfero. I want to find out more about what actually happened about these expenses. Because yeah, it sounds like to me, based on this information that you've just given me, that you've been wrongfully dismissed. A year's pay is what's outstanding here. W- when did this happen?
5: Uh, probably about three weeks ago.
1: Okay, so you're mm-hmm. you, you, we're well within our time here to deal with this. Let's talk up op- off air. Let me let me assess it properly, and, and let me help you get that compensation. Hopefully, in a few weeks, we can get this resolved and get you everything you're owed. Okay.
0: All right, thanks, Paul. The uh, number, one 821 5900 to get to uh, John online. Good evening, John. Good evening. What's going on?
5: i just got a quick question for you. Um, I was working with, or I am still working with this company. It's a great company, and I've had the same position for 18 years. And then last year, we bought uh, another company, and now I went from uh, one person in my department to there's four of us. Right. And layoffs are happening everywhere. I guess that happens when you amalgamate two big companies. But uh, nothing has happened so far with us. And I was just curious. I am the oldest by far. I'm 51. I've been there for, well, it's almost 19 years. But, uh, and the others have been there from uh, 5 to 10 years. But if they, if they boast uh, a youth movement. Uh, would they be in the right to let me go above the others?
1: Well, they wouldn't be right to let you go because of your age. Absolutely not. That's a human rights violation, completely illegal. They could choose to let you go for reasons unrelated to your age, maybe if they thought that those other employees have better skills or or whatnot. Maybe they could even let you go if they pay the other people less money. They pay you more so they want to save your salary. They could do that as long as severance has to be paid, but they cannot let you go because of your age. Now, one thing to, to, to keep in mind is if you've been there for a long time and the other people have not been there a long time, it's much more expensive for them to let you go over the other people because you have all these years of service. They, they're going to owe you a lot more severance than they would owe the other people. So, in fact, they may want to let them go if they're trying to save money rather than let you go. But ultimately, no, they cannot let you go because of your age, irrespective of how much severance they pay you. That's a human rights violation. That's illegal, and the bottom line is this: if they let you go, whether it's uh, for your age or for any other reason, you gotta give me a call. We gotta talk at you that point about the reasons, and we want to make sure you get the
0: severance that you're owed. So as long as you do that, you know you're covered. John, that number 5900 five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I'll squeeze you in here uh, before the break quickly. Brandon, good evening. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's going on with you?
2: Um, I was let go from my job in... uh, I'm in construction. I'm a heavy equipment operator. I was let go in August of... Sorry, October of 2016. Um, There was an accident that happened which I was involved in. I didn't cause the accident. And then I was sent for a drug test. But the other person involved in the accident was not sent for a drug test. I didn't pass my drug test. I failed for THC. Right.
1: And
0: then I was let go.
1: Uh, now is is this uh do you have well I'm gonna ask it be blunt here do you have a, any, any problem that you've been diagnosed or you're aware of in terms of, of drug use is this something that you could say you have a medical condition or a disability that that you know causes this I don't know. so it was just kind of a one thing where you know you, you you did you did the drugs I guess and you got caught and if to the extent that they've done that and because you're operating having machinery and and they're there's more of an interest to make sure that you're not impaired, right? Because if you are impaired, you know, bad things can happen as opposed to if you're just sitting at a desk. Well, you know, you should still not be impaired, but probably people are not going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult to say that they didn't have a right to let you go in that situation. If you had a medical condition, then you can say, well, wait a second, I have a disability here. You can't hold that against me. But if it's just one of those things where, you know, you maybe you did it when you shouldn't have done it. Uh, especially when you operate heavy machinery, I'm going to have a hard time saying that they didn't, that they they shouldn't have let
0: you go in this case. Okay. All right, free. I appreciate the call, Brandon. We still got some time here. You'll want to call through. I see you there, Bill. Hang on for a, a couple of minutes. We'll get to you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale employment hour Monday night edition talk radio AM six forty and get right back into it. To, to the phones we go. Bill, thanks for hanging in. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my sure. call. What's going on? Well,
2: I'm in the midst of a situation right now with my current employer. They've given me a one-month uh, period of time to turn my sales and activity around. I've been working for this company since 1999, and I've had good sales, good history. The last two years, they've, they've indicated that they're not happy with my sales. I'm turning 61 in, in, in August, and it seems that they're, they're trying to push me out the door.
1: So, Bill, ultimately, they're not going to be able to push you out the door without severance. They can put push you out the door with severance. Uh, after all these years you've been there, even if they're not happy with your performance, even if they give you these 30 days, that's not going to relieve them of their obligation to pay your full severance. So if they want to pay you whatever, 18 months pay, depending on a couple of factors, it could be even more than that then they can do that. So if things don't go the way you want, and if you lose your job, you give me a call. I'll make sure you get the severance. They cannot deprive you of that severance. It's just not going to happen.
2: I appreciate hearing that. But the last couple of days, it seems that they're badgering me now. They're asking me every day for reports or outcome uh, of uh, of all my activities, and they're telling me it's not good enough. Uh, they, they expect more. So they're saying that I don't have any more time. I have to just show them that I'm... I'm going to
1: turn around and give
2: them the results that right. they want.
1: Do your best, Bill. Do the, the job to the best of your ability, as best you can. It, it's on them to decide to pull the trigger. If they so decide,
0: they'll have to pay you severance, and I'll make sure of it. And moving forward, uh, Bill, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is Lior's number outside of show hours. Sandra, finally, how are you?
2: Okay,
3: fine. Thank you. Sure, go ahead. Oh, I should say what I just said already.
0: Uh, yeah, we'd like to hear it. We haven't heard it yet.
3: Okay, okay, I'll go ahead. Okay, I work in a library. It's going to be 24 years in June. Right. Uh, sorry, the end of June. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, what happened is this will be going into, I know this is ridiculous, but six weeks <laughs> tomorrow I'm going in my for my one day a week. I was cut down to five hours a day. I wasn't let go. They told us there was no work. Something has come up in the department, and they let the three of us go. I'm the only one phoning in because I did go to the union, who have been taking off for 24 years' money, but they said they can't do anything for us because we are just part-timers.
1: That's fine. And Sandra, here's the thing. Ultimately, if you're part of a union, the only one that can help you is the union. There's no recourse other than what the union can or or, or can do or says. So there's no other recourse. You, you have to work with your union. The answer is somewhere in the collective agreement. But if the union won't help you, there's nothing that I or, or anyone can do. That's the thing about being part of a union. You have to go with the union. No other option.
0: Good for another week, my friend. We are uh, done like dinner. Moving forward, 1-855-821-5900. Get a hold of Lior. It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. For email, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance is really worth. The true number right there. Try it any time, like right now. Back here Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, another edition of the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640.